Another day and another player commits to Missouri from a big-name school, plus Eli Drinkwitz gives us another update on Kirby Moore and Blake Baker that actually makes me feel a little more uneasy than I felt about the situation a few days ago. So let's talk about all of it and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. I promise I'll get rid of the the, the very dramatic the there after we're done with Ohio State. I'll be done trolling them soon enough. But also, I got to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. And well, let's get started today with another linebacker coming in from the south, the southern part of the country anyway, not the SEC this time, but this time it is an actual off-ball linebacker and not a guy, not Darius Smith from Georgia who's going to be an edge rusher in Missouri's 4-3 technique, their scheme, he's going to be a defensive end for sure. But no Corey Flag, Missouri's latest addition from the University of Miami. He's definitely going to be one of those off-ball linebackers, which has become the the more popular phrase these days. In other words, think of Tyron Hopper, think of Chad Bailey, think of Nick Bolton from a couple years ago and currently from the Kansas City Chiefs. Those are the type of players that Corey Flagg is going to t- is going to attempt to replace next season at Missouri. And Flagg played four years with the University of Miami, so unless I'm missing something here, I don't know. I guess the COVID year, I guess that doesn't count. Perhaps he could play two more. Let's just assume for now that Missouri has one year here with Corey Flagg. And while he was a guy who, through basically three years of play, had about 150 tackles or so, not uh, numbers that don't pop in any serious major type of way, but considering that, again, from the University of Miami, he actually played one of his seasons, his true freshman season, with Blake Baker as his defensive coordinator. Of course, Baker, the current defensive coordinator of your Missouri Tigers. That gives me a lot more confidence than with all things being equal. Otherwise, I would have had because if Baker likes him, if he had an up-close and personal look at what type of skill set this young man has, obviously he's seen his film from the last few years as well. That gives me, again, a lot more confidence than I otherwise would have had. Also of note, his little brother, Corey Flagg's little brother, that is, Caleb Flagg also coming to Mizzou as a safety, as a preferred walk-on. It was announced today as well. So just a cool note there, not expecting Caleb Flagg to play next season by any means, but certainly a name to watch there in the future. Now, after the latest edition here of linebacker Corey Flagg, well, the Tigers over at Rivals.com in the transfer portal only rankings for this cycle 
are 11th in the entire country. So that's a really good sign. Obviously, Caden Green, the former Oklahoma offensive lineman, has a big part in those rankings for the Tigers. By the way, number one so far in the transfer portal rankings, none other than the Colorado Buffalo. So let's not count out Coach Prime just yet, although I have to admit when a few a few months ago when things were going much better for Deion Sanders, they were off to a hotter a hotter start, let's put it that way, than where they finished dead last in the Pac-12. Well, I have to admit, I heard a, a, a prominent interview. Somebody said, hey, when's, when's Coach Prime going to win a national title? And this person said, within five years. I have a good friend of mine. We've had a good laugh about that. But again, don't count out Coach, Coach Deion Sanders just yet. On the other hand, part of the reason Colorado is number one, just the amount of volume they've had in terms of transfer portal additions so far. Coach Prime in year two here, still moving them up and moving them out, if you will. But back to Missouri, notably here also the Tigers' 23rd in Rivals high school rankings. And something I really like that Rivals has done here recently is they now have comprehensive rankings. In other words, they're trying as best they can to combine the high school rankings with the transfer portal rankings into one number. Well, comprehensively, Missouri sitting 17th right now now in those particular rankings. So while that what that tells me is still rivals, it's not exactly in the middle, although you know what? What am I talking about? As I'm looking at it here, 17 is exactly between 11 and 23. So allow me to correct myself here rather quickly. So I don't know if there's a lot of science to those comprehensive rankings now that I'm thinking about it, but hey, it does give you at least some gauge of combining those two classes together and comparing them to the rest of the country. Not exactly science there, but hey, a, a good, interesting first foray into attempting to value all of this stuff, all of the new additions together. So as I brought up on yesterday's program, apologies to you everydayers if this is slightly redundant, but I did bring up that a few days ago, a week ago, on the Kevin Cusimano show over in St. Louis, Eli Drinkwitz basically hinted rather strongly to look out on social media, look for a press release, that type of deal, for some extensions, at least for next season, for Blake Baker and Kirby Moore, that they're coming back, at the very least for the 2024 campaign. Well, I brought up, you know, time has passed here. It's now past the window where Drinkwood said to look for something. Well, yesterday he spoke with the media, and he's kind of sticking to the same story just with a week later or something. Drinkwood said, quote, stay close to social media for the next 36 to 48 hours and see if we release something. Also adding later, quote, I feel confident they'll both call the plays in the bowl game. So both of those things there, to me saying, I feel confident they'll call plays in the bowl game and see if we release something. Listen, I'm not trying to start a panic here or anything, but I'm reading between the lines here a little bit, and that's not exactly a full-throated endorsement. That's not him saying, oh, the ink is dried on the paper. Sorry, we just got a little behind on our press releases, that sort of thing. 
he's leaving at least a little bit of doubt there, at least a little bit of a door ajar for somebody to stick their foot in and at least offer Kirby more and Blake Baker. In my opinion, it would have to be a head coaching job, right? And at this point, not exactly a lot of head prominent head coaching jobs available that I'm aware of. So again, I don't want to create a panic here. Just thought it was interesting and made me slightly uneasy that Drinkwitz didn't completely slam the door here. But at the same time, I guess it makes sense. You kind of want to you cover yourself a little bit just in case there is a major opportunity that comes up that maybe either one of them couldn't refuse. And speaking of Drinkwitz speaking to the media yesterday, on Williams Winery, the Lee Summit North product, the top five high school player in the entire country, a generational prospect, according to Locked On Zone Brian Smith. Well, Drinkwitz was not very impressed with some of the reporting coming from the Oklahoma beat and wasn't afraid to take a shot, as Drinkwitz loves to do. So let's talk about Winery and also a trio of guys, actually a, a, a trio that he's completing, maybe a, a fourth guy from Lee Summit North who could join Missouri here in the future coming up in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about LinkedIn jobs because when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They have all the tools to help you find the right pros for your team faster and for free. This isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. And hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Man, when it's that easy, honestly, you cannot wait to find that new person. They're going to make your lives so much easier. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. That's Locked On Sports today on YouTube. And Eli Drinkwitz, again, not particularly impressed with the steadfast nature of of some people on the Oklahoma beat insisting that, no, this Williams-Winary thing, this is all a ruse, you see. He's going to end up at Oklahoma. Well, on that, Eli Drinkwood said yesterday, he's been an oak. I never once worried about it. Not one time. I don't think he ever even kind of wavered, contrary to what people might have reported on Twitter. So, again, Eli Drinkwood's no stranger to of firing a few barbs, especially after a victory. No question about that. But it was also cool to see Armand Mimbu make the trip up to Lee Summit North yesterday for Williams Winery's signing day, his his ceremony, I suppose is the word I'm searching for there in vain. But also some other one of his other teammates from Lee Summit North and the newest Missouri Tiger, Caden Green, was at the ceremony 
as well. So a bunch of good-looking offensive linemen in that picture. I'll tell you that right now. But one thing that's interesting, too, actually Gabe DeArmond over at Power Mizzou just had a, a article up this morning about Isaiah Moses, uh, excuse me, Isaiah Mosey, who is the top-ranked player over at Rivals.com in the state of Missouri, a receiver, 6'1", 180. By the way, his dad happens to be Lee Summit North's head coach as well, his dad, Jamar Mosey, by the way. He's both offers from Missouri, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Oregon, among many other players. So, the guy, again, guy's the top player in 2025. Plenty of competition there, but heck, you can't count Missouri out for seemingly anybody at this point, much less a guy who's in state with Missouri's favorable NIL laws. Obviously, we got to worry about Oregon, right? They've already taken Jeremiah McClellan from the state of Missouri. And yeah, for as deep as Missouri's pockets are in NIL right now, seemingly, tough to imagine that they can 100% compete dollar for dollar with Nike, who is, for all intents and purposes... I got somebody very upset with me for using that phrase too much yesterday. Though, to be fair, that's actually that's a fair criticism. I have been leaning on that phrase too much lately. So, the long and the short of it is, Missouri could actually end up with four guys from Lee Summit North in the future to go along with their St. Thomas Aquinas trio that's signed in the past few days as well. And those guys, just to refresh your memory are some pretty high-level players, too. Nicholas Rodriguez, a four-star linebacker. James Madison, a four-star wide receiver. And also Justin Bodford, a defensive tackle. Three guys in the same class, one high school going to the same team, especially at this level, is so unusual. Now, of course, I shouldn't say of course, but just to be clear, Caden Green, Williams Winery, obviously, and Armand Mimbu, those guys are not in the same high school class. They did all play together at one point, though, just to be clear there. And since I've brought up Kirby Moore and Blake Baker the past couple days here on the show, I've, it's got me thinking, what is the third most important, actually the fourth most important coaching spot on the team? Of course, head coach number one. We can all agree with that. I can think we can agree in some order, the next two are offensive and defensive coordinator. But what's the next most important coaching spot? Well, for my money, it's got to be the offensive line coach because there just simply aren't very many good ones. There just aren't that many good offensive linemen, period. So to have somebody who can spot those guys or teach them the right technique to take the type of bodies that they need and get them to play the way that, that needs to be played, I just think those guys are incredibly valuable and frankly undervalued by most programs in college football these days. And by the way, just as an, as an aside, I think the way I'm wired, I think I'd rather be a position coach than a coordinator. You still get great money. You're making hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you don't get the blame. Whereas the head coach and the coordinators, they get all the blame. No question about that. I think every Missouri fan can remember Matt Eberflus and Dave Yost and various different coordinators who've had their successes. Eberflus, a guy who's been a head coach in the NFL. Dave Yost, a guy who I thought always took way too much criticism and didn't get nearly enough credit for the innovative stuff that he did offensively. 
you know, those guys always got the blame when things went wrong and not nearly enough credit, in my opinion, when things went right. But again, offensive line coach, I think other than those spots is as important as it gets. And right now, I think Missouri's pretty lucky. It looks like to have Brandon Jones. Let's maybe lock him down if pardon the pun there. Let's let's lock down Brandon Jones here, says the Locked On podcast host, to a to an extension, especially if Missouri shows that as good of an offensive line, maybe even improve next year. Boy, that shows that the coach is probably doing something to me. And if you find a good one, go ahead and pay him. There's no salary cap. And of course, Missouri takes on the fighting Illini tomorrow in basketball, the annual bragging rights game tomorrow, eight o'clock on FS1, or if you want to listen to it on the SiriusXM app or channel 374 to hear the classic voice of Mike Kelly. But you know what? If you're going to ask me what channel FS1 is on your cable package, I think that's where I'm going to draw the line right there. You're on your own, folks. But you know what? We're not on our own with Dennis Gates. I, I think I know it's been a slightly disappointing start to the season, and I was pretty critical of Missouri's effort and especially their defense against Seton Hall during their most recent game. But you know what? Dennis Gates wisely preached some patience on Tiger Talk recently, especially with the three freshmen, and actually hinted at more to come for those young men this season. I want to get to a little bit more on those freshmen here in just a little bit. First, I do want to say one more thing, an interesting note from Drew King here from Power Mizzou. After that Seton Hall game, actually, that was an even worse defensive performance. If you thought I was being too harsh on the Tigers, well, apparently it was even worse than I imagined. The Tigers plummeted some 40 to 50 spots in the defensive efficiency rankings nationally, depending on if you're looking at the Torvik rankings, the Ken Palm rankings, whatever it might be. So, I don't know. Maybe Seton Hall is just on a heater, though. You might have noticed the Pirates took down number five UConn at home last night and beat them pretty easily too by about 15 points last I saw with 30 seconds or so left left in the game. And honestly though, I just thought the Pirates ended up getting whatever they wanted against Missouri. It's hard for me to just say, oh, well, they were just hot. Don't get me wrong, the Pirates were hot. At the same time, those were two easiest shots that the Tigers were giving up. So to me, I actually think moving forward, and it seems like Dennis Gates might agree with me, that maybe playing Jordan Butler, Trent Pierce a little more, getting some more athletic length in the lineup could be helpful. Gates had more to say on both of those guys on Tiger Talk yesterday. I want to give my thoughts as well coming up here in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about FanDuel Sportsbook because as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action with Missouri, a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the Cotton Bowl over Ohio State. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
On Tiger Talk, the great Mike Kelly brought up, Norm Stewart used to say that, hey, you can't teach the seven foot. And Dennis Gates agreed. He said, you can't teach seven foot. But more importantly, as Jordan Butler's confidence continues to get where it needs to be, he's a young man. He's the youngest on the team. He's got to campus at the age of 17. So he had his 18th birthday this summer. And this young man's future is very bright, but to have him in the game against Pittsburgh, he changed it by his ability to catch the ball, his ability to stretch the floor, and his ability to change and alter shots. And his versatility is very important for us. And I agree with all the sentiment there from Dennis Gates. And while quite honestly at this moment, This is looking like a 500 type of basketball team. And I don't mean 500 in the SEC necessarily. Unfortunately, I mean 500 overall. So if that's the case, again, I would just like to see the young 18-year-old Jordan Butler continue to grow this season. Of course, I want to make the NCAA tournament, if at all possible. But quite honestly, I think some short-term growing pains here could actually yield dividends even this season because Butler and Trent Pierce, in my opinion, bring a unique skill set. Each of them bring a unique skill set to the table that I I think can help any team win. And Well, let's actually go back to Dennis Gates here. Let's hear him on Trent Pierce this time. He says, I quote, He has the length to guard the rim. If you noticed down in Kansas City against Seton Hall, we put him in the back of the zone, had Aiden Shaw at the front of the press, and he was able to successfully defend the basket when we were pressing, trapping, and different things. And that length for a guard slash wing like he has is a skill set. That allows him to be an attractive possible pro prospect at the next level because they want size for his position they want skill and obviously dribble, pass, and shooting ability. That's Trent Pierce for us. Again, exactly. I, I couldn't agree more. And I've been pleasantly surprised, actually, with Pierce's ability to affect the game defensively. And he is actually a much more impactful rim protector and just in, in other ways using his athletic athleticism and length quite well to bother teams defensively. I think I noticed this the most and most clearly, possibly against Kansas, believe it or not, when he got some spot minutes there. But again, I think Missouri not only needs that defensively, I think they need what Pierce brings to the table offensively, which is really what we mostly heard about when he got hyped up a lot by the coaching staff and people around the program this offseason. So to me, Gates also talked about Anthony Robinson in similar terms, just saying, hey, he's got a lot of length, a lot of talent, all this stuff. I think Anthony's done a really nice job with the Tigers so far this year. But occasionally all three of these guys are are going to see their minutes sort of go up and down a little bit here. Eventually, I really think all three of these guys are actually off to promising starts on different levels. But to me, Gates should be playing Butler and Pierce, and Robinson a little bit more here, especially if this season begins to, to play, out, play out similarly as it has so far, where Missouri really isn't on the NCAA tournament bubble. They're on the outside looking in. I think if that's the case, especially come mid-late January, I think it should be full-on youth movement for the Tigers. And 
I don't want anybody to take this ro- the wrong way. Still have all the faith in the world for Dennis Gates going forward. So until next time, and you know what? Next time we'll definitely preview the fighting Illini. Definitely going to talk about that game in the future as well. That'll probably be a special Saturday edition of Locked on Mizzou, a recap of the fighting Illini basketball game. So until next time, I am John Miller, and thanks as always for listening to Locked on Mizzou.